This is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Recorded Hideaway Studios, Hemlock, Michigan. You're chilling with Mr. J. Chillin' with Mr. J. I'm Mr. J. The Chillin' with Mr. J podcast may contain language not suitable for children. Also, the thoughts expressed by Mr. J in the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast are that of only Mr. J. You can find the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast on podbean.com, Apple, and Spotify. Please subscribe, follow, rate, review, and comment. You can also follow all the Chillin' on Instagram at Chillin' underscore with underscore Mr. underscore J. That's Chillin' with Mr. J and all the fucking underscores on Instagram. Oh yeah, there is also the Chillin' with Mr. J voicemail hotline. That number is 989-372-6169. Call it, leave a message, tell me I suck, you love it, talk shit, ask a question, or maybe you want to come chill. Anything goes, so just call and leave a message at 989-372-6169. All right, we are live, recording live in the studio, and you're listening to it later with my man Woody Gates. We're going to talk about music. What's up, bro? What's up? Nice to be here. Feels good to be here. That's what people say when they get invited to it. <laughs> uh, feels good to be here, man. Uh, you know, thanks for inviting me. Dude, I'm happy because I, I hate Zoom and internet fucking like talking on the phone like that's why i even talk like remember how you used to always talk on the phone well before we get into the music but like now it's so hard i like talking to people like in person like i don't know man zoom meetings it's all like normal for people to be like that now people like to text i mean even people are are, are we the same age our age no well now we are back then we weren't anyway we're here we're just babbling because we know each other we've known each other for a while anyway so we're here with woody gates thickest thieves any one of us hey there's obviously a little bias because obviously i've known you and you know i've listened to your music and you're local so that you know that makes me want to hear you more but it's good shit it's my style i don't know what i know they say you see a lot of different things as like soul r&b reggae rock i would just i consider it soul i guess because it's you know i know you and i know it I like that it comes from your soul but like i've always had a hard time when people ask what it is to me really i think it's was just a collective though of, of me and my homies who are way fuck way different i mean that's a big group of dudes like it's not like your normal band i mean there's like what like six like seven, seven, seven eight sometimes you, depends we've We've had friends up on stage and make it more, but it was basically seven, six musicians and an MC. And that's that's hard. Like you said, when you're you're not getting paid to do music other than like your gigs, it's not like you're not people aren't like concentrate on this. We're gonna take care of you. It's hard to get everybody together to do this shit. This is the dumbest shit I ever did. I mean, it was great. It was fun, but it was, it was impossible. But I'm saying seven, like like three guys that just play a guitar, a bass, and a guitar and a drum is hard to get together. That's what I'm trying not, to find now. Three guys, because seven's ridiculous. But it's so many you know sounds, I mean? so many sounds together that you just can't like you can't ha- you can't do something like that with a like with, three with you know what I mean like you gotta have you can do it but you gotta record each instrument and do it you can't do like a live and that that's some of that stuff is just yeah. like you just feel that stuff. It's definitely. 
one of the better feelings uh, when you're jamming with seven fucking people and like it's coming together or it's together and it's going. You guys can get in sync <laughs> with know, that. Whether many it's people. performing in front of a you know two hundred people or or just at a rehearsal or something like it's like holy shit, it's tight. Now when you guys you know you're back in the day you obviously just. Obviously, everybody starts just jamming together because you guys all like to play, and you're like, "Oh, we should jam together." So that happens. Then you maybe get some gigs locally. What? When do you decide you want to write an album? I mean, you guys just you just all create. I know you're all yeah. creative dudes, so yeah, you just all wrote your own music to begin with. You weren't ever so, like a cover band or anything. That's definitely a question that that um, I've never really thought about. I mean, I've I've written. You know, one, two, three, four, four albums, I think. Miramis Baker. There's a Thickest but Volume 1, which never was really meant. We didn't write that to be an album. It was just we put six songs together and released them. But I guess that first album was only a few musicians. And then, it, yeah, when, when was the point to... I guess when we when we had a few gigs, it was we we, we need an album. You get some response, and then you're we like, "Let's do more." We need to put this together. We need to package it more than just. We have our own songs that have to be shown, presented decently, form of album. When you go to write these songs, and you have you know, there's ideas for albums in total. There's ideas, songs, but like you know, does everybody go in a room and like we're gonna write a song, or does this guy come up and be like, hey man, I was just thinking of this idea, let's try this out. Kind of, there's, there's I know there's probably a million different yeah, ways. Well, that that was number one was the hardest thing with seven people was try to get seven men like to agree the same idea, agree. Right. Which you know there was. It was mainly three or four of us taking control, and then the other guys, you know, just kind of filing in is kind of the only way it did work, and then even us three would go, but we had a few songs that we performed regularly, and when they were laid out together, seemed like they had a story, and then we had a lot of material that needed to be honed in to kind of make a full album, but we didn't really know what the album was, but we knew it was going to be like an old school album, kind of. Like, we wanted to make an album, not just a few songs. Your intention was you want people to listen to the whole thing. You just don't want to yeah. have an album and only to have a couple songs. Yeah. But you have this whole album, but only yeah. a couple songs are good. You wanted the whole, like, like I... In, yeah, didn't necessarily it worked, write I mean, it to have, like, singles. Yeah. There was no intent tension of having like singles well i know to this day there's not i mean i'm sure there's a lot of i don't want to say not many people but everybody always asks me when i play it like on my phone how are you playing that because i have it on itunes i don't even get any one of us i don't even think it's available you, on iTunes. Um, right now. you know. can get let's try. you can get we let's go no you can get let's go i did you can get the new album i don't know if you can get any one of us i don't think you can because i just I have it saved to my i cloud found a copy of it i told you earlier i just found a of one unopened copy of it. So when you guys it's made the that only copy available in existence right now. When you guys made that for sale. Was CDs <laughs> was CDs the ways people were still mostly listening no, to music? No. Everybody said don't do it, man. Don't buy a fucking CDs. I'm just trying to time frame. It's it hard to think back that far. So yeah, I guess it wouldn't have been. MP3s would have been probably what was But I needed a CD, man. You know, and this is everybody knew though that the the MPs or 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 digital is just you can't make you can't make money off it 
You just can't. Flash drives, which we thought about. You don't got to sell CDs, sell flash drives. But that was still just... It wasn't really easy to do in 2010 to just... I mean, it was, but not everybody is like... People are anyway. still trying to regularize MP3 music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it was still transitionary. It wasn't like now where everybody was has... Streaming? There was Pandora, maybe. Like, was there even... Yeah, probably. But I'm saying everybody just didn't pull up any song they wanted to hear on their phone at any yeah. will, yeah. any time, right. at that point. It was like you still had to have music of some. Maybe it wasn't all legally had, but I'm saying everybody I was had music. Talking to yeah. a friend about being in college and how like, like the internet wasn't a thing. Like it was a thing, but like you know, it wasn't like. It wasn't life yet. It wasn't life. It wasn't life yet. And it's crazy. It's weird yeah. to think we don't even need to go there, but I was just like, man. Well, no, but. But on the other on the other side though, man, it's so much easier for one guy to get his story out with music by just now. Look at, I mean, we got a phone recording us and we got a laptop recording me, and I'm doing a podcast here. You're writing songs and getting your music out there, and that's all. It's easy for you know. In 2010, you couldn't just do that. You can be fucking famous. Rate, rate it, rate it your house. Well, I mean, you have to. I'm not saying anybody can do it. I'm just saying you have to have talent. But I'm saying like. It's easier just to get like people can listen to you more than having to yeah. decide if you want to make CDs. Like, what do we do with that? What do we do with this? Do we make CDs? Or do we do that? Now you can just be like, let's just put it out there and let people watch it, see if they like it. They like it. <laughs> I mean, there's no, what do we do? Put it out there and yeah, then people watch to, it. Especially this year, you can't go even perform it. No, so now everybody's trying to. Even this year, yeah. you can't go perform yeah. it. <laughs> like, that, yeah, that's, that's what music is now. Put it out there at this level. If you're not signed by a label who's putting a lot of money into you, like, you put out there, see if it hits. You can at least present it. I always feel like I'd have been a star in the 70s. <laughs> 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 like, I would have fucking made it. I'd have made myself look so fucking cool in the 70s. Like, printed up posters, like, all the shit people are, you know. My first fucking flyer I did when I was 16, I, I printed clip art cut and pasted it together and went to Kinko's. And Not even 70s, bro. 90s. That was, 90s was 99. still... That was 98 and 99. Yeah, yeah, but like... 99. But if that was the... If that was your... Start of your teenage rather than the end, like, or you know what I mean? Like, like if 90... End, that was the end of my teenage years. But like if 90 was like teenage years, it would have been different. Like doing this, I don't know shit about interviewing. I, I had a couple early when I started this, right? And I don't want to call this an interview. I'm not like interviewing you, but like... It's an interview, man. It's an interview. intense. It's intense. I'm sweating over here. But anyway, but like I don't have any experience, so I don't know how to do it. I start talking to people, and then you just get off. I don't want to have a structure because I don't want it to seem like I'm here. Like that's probably when the best weird shit comes out. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to be here like with the list. Like Morty Gates, what's your favorite pet? That's what you gotta do, though. You gotta do that to an extent, man. Some bullets. Yeah, I I do sometimes, but I don't know. I don't. I'm just shooting off the shit, man. Get a podcast about music. Is life. Music is life. Like, I don't know. If I have a, I start my day with it most of the time. Unless I'm in a hurry and you just gotta get out the door, but then it's on the car, so you always got it. But like, if you're in a bad mood, I go to music and you put the headphones on. And... I actually had seriously like a, like a two, three year hiatus from music. Like nothing, you don't want nothing to do with that? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was weird. But now it's, uh, that was uh, like a year ago. So like it's, coming back like almost full force like harder i feel like i'm graduated from whatever music i was doing not even graduated just like it's different no. like it's time for another chapter yeah, yeah. it's time for another chapter like that Love i mean thickest thieves. love them oh yeah 
But that was also... Because Steve's is going to be all over my Woody Gates album. Right. All of them. That style and that mind frame, yeah. that set, that life you were living, everything yeah. is... I mean, that's 10, 12 years now we're talking. That's a long fucking time. They say your taste buds change every seven years. So, I mean, people got to change in less yeah. than 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I know what I... I know if I think of myself 2010 to 2000 now, that's a... I mean, you know what I mean? It's a totally different person. So now you you know now there's a whole another there's a whole another saga to continue. Not to use my Jedi references, but I'm ready for it. Saga continues, bro. Well, I I, I only recently was like, fuck, I'm gonna write a, I'm gonna write a Woody Gates album. Never really wanted to do a solo thing ever. Few people told a lot of people told me I should, but. I was like, I don't know, jamming with people is fun. Man, your uh, your Facebook live shit had me hype on the porch, man. When you did that, well, when what month was that? I know it was during quarantine. It's hard to keep it. Quarantine Facebook live. When you yeah. did that was. Um. It had to be end of summer because I was on the porch. April, April, May. Early? Damn, I can't remember, April, man. April, May, June, April, May, June. I don't know. It was on. The, it was porch weather because I was sitting on my porch and I was just jamming, dude. That was, was fun. I bought a bunch of shit to make it work after that. Make it look better. <laughs> <laughs> it a, yeah, you live and learn. Next time it'll be the shit. Yeah, we had like a buzz halfway through for the video, but it was fun. It was the shit. So when you, obviously, like, I don't know, man, you go to, like, there's no, I want to write a sad song, or I want to write a happy song, or I want to, is there, I mean, you there's just. A, there's a lot of I want to write a happy song, and then they fucking turn out sad. Sh- <laughs> sure, but, but that's, what I'm, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can only write. Yeah. You can only write what, like, I don't know what it's like to be a musician. That's why it's fascinating to me when I love, like, I love listening to other podcasts where they talk to musicians about stories about that. I like watching shows. I don't know what, it's just fascinating to me because you can only write, like, you can, I mean, you can only write what you're feeling. Yeah. You, and I like to feel it. I don't know. I'm just fascinated with yeah, a lot of the what makes music, you feel, you know? A lot of the older music that I wrote and came out with was a lot more faster, a lot more hyper, a lot more... You know, drug induced. <laughs> you know? well, right. like it's, well, it's not happening anymore. So it's, uh... I remember when I was young, someone told me the first hundred songs you write are gonna be crap. About the first hundred songs I wrote were straight sublime songs with different lyrics. <laughs> well, whatever you were listening to, yeah. Literally took their music and put my own words. But that's how you learn to probably structure a song and do all that shit. Yeah. Like you said, like we were talking about, we both learn. You know, I learned to make a little better podcast by making a shitty one. Same thing, right? You make a better song by writing a shitty one, I'm sure. And then you're like, well, that was a little crappy. Let's do this or do that. And we can do this, right? I mean, I, this is a... This is a... I just want to like the first song. It may seem just great to you, cause to me it's not great at all. You take pride in my sadness and pride in my madness and you laugh when you see me fall. Don't be surprised when you find someone's eyes and another in a public bathroom stall. <laughs> I just realized that I got two downsides on all you fake friends and I do not like it all. That's one of the first ones too. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, I mean, I, 
I mean, if you listen to any musician, if oh, you're yeah, famous, yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. started by playing someone else's songs because that's what you yeah. love and that's what music makes you want to do, man. Well, yeah, it was the same song, different lyrics. It was great, though. I had lyrics. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> like, I mean... I, I honestly feel like at the time, it, it, had, it had, they were way different. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> Is there anybody like... Uh, 16. Anybody that, um, like, clo- like, not... Not like a band, like a Sublime or a whatever, but like an actual person close to you that maybe influenced wanting to play guitar or piano or do this or that with as far as music. Man, I got a, I got, I got a lot of family doing music. My uncles were in fucking mariachi bands and shit. So there's just always family parties have always just been someone's been playing music, so you just always been around it basically. Yep, yep. Nice. My mom had me in piano lessons back in the day. Band in school. Band in school. You know, actually, the band. In, uh, what instrument did you play? I played trumpet at first, trumpet, and then the tuba in middle school. And then when I was about to be in ninth grade, the band director was like, "Hey, there's a fucking bass guitar that's been bass in storage for however long since the '70s." So there's like this old vintage Fender fucking jazz bass in in the he was like, if you want to play it, like, play the bass at the game, pep band. Like, fuck yeah, dude. He was like, all right, well, you can take it home over the summer. So that's where I started playing that, guitar. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Then you come back in the pep band slapping bass. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And then my homie, uh, Ricky Brandt, was, you know, playing drums too, but he had a trap set. He was like a metal shit. So he would bring the trap set. And I know fucking there's been a lot of pep bands out there that got the bass guitar and trap set, but I swear we was the first one around here to do that. I remember we, we were playing like Blink-182 or some shit during halftime and like people started <laughs> conjugating the corner and your fucking dad stopped it, dude. Like unplugged the shit, dude. Like because the game was going to start and everybody was all in the corner. Man. <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of dudes from mine at a talent show, they were going to do uh, a Jimi Hendrix song and my dad put the kibosh on and everybody's mad. And that was the only time I thought I was going to get beat up because my dad was principal. <laughs> it was going to be so awesome, man. I can't remember. They were doing a Jimi Hendrix, and then they were going to jam. And they had, like, you know, I mean, whatever. He told, well, they, they were, like, trying to be the outlaw band and do the song they weren't supposed to do. Like, not the song they told them. So, I mean, but it was like a rock. They were trying to do, like, a rock and roll thing. I played Pink Floyd at the fucking town show of uh, Carlton. I lit an incense on stage. <laughs> incense. We played... Oh, I wish you were here, man. <laughs> Big David. We won. We won the talent show. It was like 50 bucks at the mall or some shit. And we went and we bought a small fry and got the change and cash because they were dumb and let you get cash for the gift receipt. And we went and bought fucking half a week for like 50 bucks. Oh, that's awesome. Half. We that, <laughs> 50 bucks. I don't know. Maybe it a quarter. I could. It was a lot of shitty weed for a little, yeah, a lot of shit. yeah. <laughs> for some amount of money. But we got it from the school. The school paid for it. It's probably because you that set that incense. Probably set that scene though. I'm supposed to turn that off. <laughs> One of the teachers afterwards was like, oh. "I know why you lit that incense. I I, I know that song and that." I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> so so thing is these then is basically just you just by the time you guys decided to write this album it's just a you just basically collected all this group of you guys we that got swept up together that. and then you guys were like let's jam out and then you well, did we sh- had some songs that we perform every set you know four or five or six of them you know? how long were you guys playing together like would you say before 2012 when we released the album like 
Um, I bet you we started jamming in 2008, I bet. Yeah. I bet you it was like 2008. A lot of live shows like festivals in Ann Arbor and yeah, stuff like that. That, yeah, that was after, that was like around the album that, time. Yeah. That wasn't early. Right before the album dropped, we were playing a lot. 2010 to 2014, basically, we were performing a lot. Um, Up until then, you guys were just jamming on your own, just trying to make music. Yeah, I mean, it escalated Parties quick. and stuff. Once we had a set, we all, I mean, I don't know how I met all these fucking people. It's just... <laughs> but I, I knew these people at all. Well, I lived in Grand Rapids for a few years before that. And you just jam out and you just get into these, you just meet people by you hanging know, out. You meet them by fucking partying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I can't meet nobody now. And the people just stick around each other when they stick around each other. I used to go to festivals around that time. In fucking Kentucky, or where do we go? Tennessee, and I would bring thousands of flyers for a Hamilton Street Pub Show. No All the way that, down there. No one that nobody would would ever fuck. But hey, I fucking people would be like, yeah, I heard that name before, or I seen that goddamn right, you seen it because I plastered that, you know. Well, that's what I mean. You see them all over goddamn town for a week. You're like... Put, I used to put flyers in every city. That's pretty Every cool. city in fucking Michigan for shows in Saginaw, I would put flyers at. But the name, then eventually... But it probably... That had to help for when you did tour tour with those guys. And then, like, people, like you said, oh, man, I seen that flyer. That was that flyer I seen. They used to talk a lot of shit about me buying flyers because it's a digital world turning into a digital world 10 to 14. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man... People go to the liquor store they ain't on Facebook every day, even in 2010. You know what I mean? Like, people weren't really on Facebook every day at 2010. No, I mean, obviously they now... They were starting to be, but... Mm-mm, it wasn't... It No, it wasn't like it was... It wasn't like it was now. They used now. to be one of my selling points to the fucking clubs. They're like, oh, are you going to make a Facebook event? I'm like, we got people that'll do that. That... That has nothing to do with my promotional scheme of what, what's going to happen to the show that we book with you. Right. That, that's all in addition to. Right. You know, I know. understand you have bands coming in here and they make a Facebook page. Oh, I see. I it. see. This is, we have flyers in every city in the fucking state for your club. Right. You'd be like, all right, cool, come play. Do you think, without thinking back too much of what ifs or regrets, do you think that if you guys were making that album right now with what it is now, it'd be a lot more bigger than it was? It is? No, no. Or do you think it was meant well, to be when it was? was... Like I said, I'm biased because I know you, but I, I really do think it's a great album, you know? I think I got an answer for what you were talking about earlier. When, when did you know you were going to write an album? So I, I just realized there was a point at which when I was playing with Thieves when... I needed to get all the songs together for an album. And I can't remember what you just asked, but, um, you know, all the songs were too long for any time, 2010, 2020. <laughs> like, yeah. any any advice I ever got about any of the songs was like, your album's way too long. Like, how are you going to make a video for a, time, right. a seven minute song? But, which is what we did even for our new album on Let's Go, which is whatever. But uh, there was only like one song under four minutes on anyone. And that's just people have short attention it. spans. I had, I had, it had to be exactly the... There was no other way I could present that music. We could present that music. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I, I like, like I said, if I hear one of those songs in my playlist on my phone when I just shuffle everything, I got to go right to the I album. I wish I knew right now how long the album was. Can you see that information on uh, iTunes? I can. 
Play me something while I, I look for remember. it. I can't remember. Can you play a little jingle? While I we can't remember. A little, a little search music. <laughs> In studio live. Live recorded. There's a steel train coming through. That album changed my life. Bradley Noel acoustic yeah. changed my life. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know Mike Mike Seatown, right? Was he talking about that album? Well, he I just know he can jam guitar. He used to always play. He's play that. He's a good ass guitar player. He was in studio, only one to make the shot. You have to try that. Total album is an hour and 16 minutes. 13 songs. Ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, average, average three minutes a song, three times 10 is what, 30 minutes? You know what I'm saying? And ours was an hour, 16 70, minutes. 72 divided by 13. Dude. You had 5.5 minutes I couldn't song. have had those songs any other way, but, um, you know, the attention span, you I never, honestly, dude, until we talked about, and you mentioned, like, something about the songs being long, I never, ever thought anything, well, I never not, thought they were too You're not long. an average music listener. Much more in, oh. in, in tuned, you're much less sheepish. Feeling. With, with, with like, all of uh, your listening. Like, listening to someone play music that I don't really like, but they play it with so much soul. I've been there where I've heard, and it's made me become a fan of types or, you know what I mean? Like, or made me listen to something because you just hear someone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Music, it's a feeling. Like, I, I can't tell no one what to feel. I, can't, I don't want no one to tell me what to feel when I listen to something. We should do a smoke break. Okay. We're going to pause. How long are we in? Uh, we're only minutes. 30, 30 minutes. <laughs> we're only 30 minutes. We're going to take a break from our sponsor because you're probably hungry because we are. For your sponsor? Too many people to feed. No damn time to do it. Call Mr. J's Catering, 989-493-0440. Mr. J's Catering makes your party pop. Welcome back to the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast. We're just chilling with Woody Gates in studio, live. Wait, recording live in studio. To listen to it later. I like to say that. I don't know why. <laughs> Recording live in studio now to listen to it later. <laughs> Sounds like a radio DJ. Listen to it later. Sorry, we had a safety meeting just to make sure everything was set up safe outside. Everything is safe. Good to go. I think we're ready to do a little jam out, man. Little jam session? Play a song, man. Let's rock out to come back. Rock out. Okay. So there I was. <laughs> the song about it goes like this. My entrance into the Grateful Dead. You're gonna try to join the band? Was from Sublime. Oh. <laughs> oh, listening to him. <laughs> my introduction to Grateful the Dead was from Sublime. Gotcha. Grateful the Dead.
on her fingers and bells on her shoes. And I went out asking, she was into the blue. Sorry, we can edit it. It's fun. Something I gotta know. Playing a guitar, and obviously, you know, you've been playing music since you were a kid. Is it annoying when people just yell out songs for you to play, or do you like kind of like just making people happy? Depends on the crowd. Depends on who it is. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm just. I don't want to know. It seems like it'd be annoying as fuck. You know, like everybody. Like, I mean, it's annoying, but sometimes it's like the bridesmaid of a. a party with like 16 fine women well, that's what i mean it, it depends on the situation i mean you know that sucks one time i was really lit at a bar and it was after we were at a party and we went to a bar and it was just like a cover band but they were like some kind of country cover band but they were playing like country kind of songs and i was lit okay this was when i was just getting lit being me just getting lit okay just getting lit but anyways the whole night i just kept yelling play some god smack and they were just ignoring me. I was, but I was loud. You know, I'm pretty loud when I want to be loud. Finally, like after half hour of me doing it, he said, "Hey, man, I don't really want to start no problems, but we don't know any God smack, and we don't, we don't want, we don't want everybody to start asking for it. We don't, we don't want to be that band, but we'll play anything else you want. Do you like this or that?" I was like, "I hate country. I want God smack." I, I let it go after that because he came up to me, but I was like, "Damn, I am that guy." That's kind of when I started realizing I was just a fucking uncontrollable drunk. <laughs> and I'm no fun to be around unless you're laughing at me. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> it happens. It's the best of us. At first, I was afraid. I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. Yet I spent so many nights just thinking how you did me wrong. I used to cry. But I hold my head up high. I want to just play a football game. 
prison. Isn't that that song? The replacements. They were all sad, and then they got all happy because they just started jamming and singing together. That's what music does. Fuck, it just makes you fucking happy, man. It was always fun to try to, like, make people dance in Saginaw, man, because they were coming there all fucking hard. Remember when I came back from Grand Rapids, I had, like, a pink drug drug rug on. (laughs) And I was out drinking with somebody at at uh, Baywood. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck I was with. But I, mean, <laughs> but I remember I had the pink drug roll on and I remember I was grooving to something on the jukebox and everybody fucking stared at me. It's like when I first came back from Grand Rapids and I got all hippified out in Grand Rapids a little bit. But The thing is that you like being different isn't really cool around here, man, which is weird. <laughs> like, isn't it weird, man? Like, I don't know, man. Not cool. I never like under I never paid attention even or understood because this was what you knew, man. But then like once you know now I'm old and it's like damn, man. Like I don't know, you know, L.A. and wherever big cities and shit. It's it's a little bit more acceptable. Grand Rapids is only two hours away, man, and it's a total different fucking world, man. It really is. I I spent six or seven years out there. Same people we talk the same, but like the daily everything is it's just a different. It's like you know just has a more different feel. Exciting, I guess. Little mini city. Uh, I like going to I like going to the big city and visiting, but I like living in the big city. I don't know. I like my country ass. I feel exactly the same way. Oh, where am I? I like the, it's inspiring, the big city, but I, I feel like it. It um. You know, you just fucking depress you real easy being out there for fucking too long. Yeah, I feel like it would take a certain mentality to be a city city dweller forever. <laughs> Oh, no doubt about it. That's what I mean, but that's where all the creativeness and that's where, because creative people have to be around other creative people yeah. to be creative. That's that's just fucking how it is. Dickens Thieves all started out with a bunch of old blues ones I didn't really kind of moved into. You guys had a unique sound, like, you know. We did the jamming. We had some cool songs that we never got recorded, but. It seemed like, it seemed like. Just listening, you know, like I was never at a jam session or whatever, but it seemed like it'd be like you're doing that on the guitar, and then someone all of a sudden starts playing something, and the next thing you know, you guys are feeling the song, and you're kind of on a little, a little roll, and then that's how you write a song, right? I mean, you're a bunch of people that know music and can play music, so it's, it's not like you gotta think about it really too much, right? I mean, when, I'm sure sometimes you overthink it, probably hurts more than anything. Yeah. And whatnot, and making it jam and making it. My guys were always fucking trying to make it a, you know, they're the more musicians and I'm the more of the writer. I've always been blessed to be jamming with musicians that are like, you know, ten times better than me. Because, Technical, well, technically. You know, I could sing, I could write a song, whatever. They they did give me that, but these guys, you know, they they go, they they fucking play seventeen they, instruments they, and build a trombone rolling, and shit. You know, they're right. always know their roll, shit. rolling their eyes if I'm fucking fumbling shit. You know what I mean? They it's hear right, it right, instantly. Rightfully so, <laughs> you know. Where I probably would never hear it. You probably don't even hear it, but right. they could probably pick it up because they're take just take my four chord songs and make them fucking pretty as shit and give them a little arrangement. And it's amazing, too. man. So they'd be always trying to, not, and complicate is is not the right word, but just 
make the music interesting. I mean, being a musician, obviously, it's like anything. You got to practice to be anything. You know, you got to put in time playing it. I mean, but there has to be something that makes a person that my whole life, I can always remember loving music, but I've never, I tried the saxophone once for like two weeks. I couldn't play it. After two weeks, I was like, fuck this, I'm done. In like fifth grade. So there has to be something that's in every, like in these musicians and these people that can play it and hear it. You know, there's more than just listening to music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like, I think, uh, I think about that that time when I, when that band director get, did give me that bass guitar for the summer. Uh, summer between my eighth grade year and freshman year. You know, it's like right. I had friends or whatever, and we would go do shit, but it's like, you know, we wouldn't really go do shit. So it was like the perfect timing, I feel like. If it was the summer before or the summer after, I don't think I would have fucking spent every day playing guitar. And then at the same time, I found an old fucking mariachi classical guitar in my mom's closet. Like the little... Not a a little one. It was just a classical guitar. I got you. I got uh, you. With nylon strings that was classical and or mariachi, you know, Mexican, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, my whole <laughs> life, I, you know what I mean? I went, I found a guitar from the school, and this is fucking regular guitar. It's been there. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Oh, my brothers gave me that. Her brothers who sing, you know, and play and shit. Gotcha. You know? So at the same time I busted that bass out all year, I had that classical guitar. And I, every fucking day, that whole summer, I played. Just jammed. Every day. I didn't do nothing else. I didn't even think I talked to anybody. I remember getting high from playing music that summer. Really? One time. Like, just playing the guitar downstairs and, like... Like, you finally... I had not even gotten high at the time. Playing and jamming and, like, I got high. I didn't recognize it as a high at the moment, even. I knew it was something crazy. Years later, when I'm getting high every day, I'm like, oh, shit, I got high for free that time. Uh, Right, right, right. But, uh... I remember. I got fucking high. I was like sitting on the stairs, like playing. So that's basically where that you... That summer, I played all... That's, that's where you honed in. It like took four months of every day, all day, yeah. basically. Yep. If it would have happened the year before or the year after, I don't think it, I would have done it like that. It just happened to work out to where... Yeah. That was going into high school. Yep. That was great. So you never played guitar until then? You just played whatever, the band instruments, the trombone or the trumpet or whatever you are playing. The tuba and the trumpet. Yeah. All those bands. Messed around with whatever. I'm sure you jammed on the drum or whatever, yeah, messed yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. But I had piano lessons when I was younger. Okay. But I never read the music. You just felt, you just I knew how to play. I played band in college and didn't read the music. <laughs> like, um. I like memorized it. <laughs> instead really? Of, instead of, just, I mean, I could read it. I mean, you read sure, it, like, sure, you sure. Learn, you can read it, but like, I just wasn't like. Because all the people I was playing with, they could sight read. Like, where they would put you a new piece of music and they could play it like it's mm-hmm. supposed to be. And I'd be like, no, I gotta, like, I gotta hear this a few times, dude. I gotta see how the groove's going. Like, that's not how I play. Love of music just comes from, you just knew it and you were bored one summer. That's, I mean, you loved right. it, but, like, I mean, that's where you yeah, learned, honed the it. Guitar. Just the guitar part as of it. As far as the guitar portion of the music, which is what made... Sure. I mean, once I got to the guitar, it was like, oh, shit. It was a whole new game. People are attracted to that. Oh, yeah. Someone yeah. holding it. Well, yeah, I mean, people... You know what I mean? Like, that's like I said, people are, hey, can you play this? Hey, can you play that? It's like I gained something of, a, like, a power right. that summer. Well, it's not, not people can't do it. You know, like, uh, 
I mean, the way I feel about my homies sometimes when I see them playing, I'm like, holy shit, you guys are just like way out of my league. Right. But like, that's what I gained in high school when nobody's playing. Yeah, right. And I yeah. was playing in the pet band and we played some Blink-182. Like, I was fucked. I felt great. Right. You're just jamming, though. You're just felt great. jamming, yeah. Even like the parents and the teachers and shit weren't like, this is bad music. It was like, we gotta stop so the game can play, whatever. Right, right. It's like, even they were like, oh, they're pretty good. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So like, we can't let you just keep doing this because we gotta play basketball. That's the first time in years the pet <laughs> bands actually played together. <laughs> I remember that, dude. Like, they were like, oh, shit. Like, they were like, trying. Right. <laughs> oh, trying. That's an actual, that good, an actual song, not the... It was like, that's like a power. Please, baby, don't you be sad. Deep down, you know that it was true. Well, I'm a lover, not a fighter, baby. Yet now it's all that we can do. That was a good time that I had with you, buddy. <laughs> I was waiting to say that for like the last part of that song. <laughs> That's what I was saying. As soon as he gets over with it. Like, I had a good time with you, buddy. But really, I did, man. That was awesome. I look forward to Woody Gates 2021, 2021. album. New shit coming. There's going to be an album. This is the first uh, teaser. Solo. This is the first teaser announcement. Nice. 
But Woody Gates solo album. Here it comes. You 40 people go out and tell 40 more people. Let's get the train rolling. Woody Gates 2021. I can't wait, bro. Solo album. You're going to have some friends, I'm sure, on there with you. That's going to be good. I call it soul, man. I don't know what you consider soul music, but I just say when you sit here and you feel it and it comes from the soul, that's soul music, man. And that's what this guy does. And we're going to get him in the hideaway. Hilltop hideaway. We're going to get a party. It's going to be fun. I want lava lamps and shit. I want to make like a fish tank in the wall, but I want to make it like a lava lamp, not a fish tank. Roger got a man named Cass, he's over in L.A., over in L.A. Roger got a man named Cass, he's over in L.A., over in L.A. A hippie girl will make the time seem fast, but she's been through hell's way, that's what she tells me. hippie girl will make the time seem fast, but she's been through hell's way, that's what she tells me. Gotta be some way to make her feel so alive and free. Gotta be some way to be dead, girl, to look at me. episode 39 in the books i want to thank my man woody gates for coming up to the studio chilling jamming hanging out for a couple hours so we could get some sort of podcast out there look for his new album in 2021 look for his old albums with thickest thieves it's just good music from the soul and i feel it I like it. If you feel this and you like this and you are listening on Apple, Podbean.com, or Spotify, please comment, rate, review, share, click, 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 boom. Let's go. Help a brother out. Get this podcast going. We're going to have some fun. If you don't like commenting and reviewing and you still want to have some fun, you can call the Chillin' with Mr. J hotline, the voicemail hotline. That's 989-372-6169. Anything goes there, call it, leave a message, I'll respond, we'll communicate, that's how it's gotta go. And as always, I ask you to follow all the Chillin' at Chillin' underscore with underscore Mr. underscore J. That's Chillin' with Mr. J and all the fucking underscores on Instagram. And just remember, sometimes when you're cooking it up and you're on a hot streak for the new year, you ain't ever got to pass the rock. Shake them off, step back, get away with the travel, put on some pounds, and get buckets. Oh, two for two in the new year. I'm on a streak. I'm the chef cooking it up in here, and you got to eat it. (coughs) This is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Peace out. Better call me back, sucker.